Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Thank you for listening to this DuPont Media production, available on all major podcast platforms. This is Rod Peterson On Demand. Bedard versus Braden. I know that might be a disservice to everybody else on the ice, but that's what I'm going to be hyping up tonight. How about that? Pretty exciting. Both those players uh, get lots of ice time. Dave Stritch is not shy about playing the kid. Played him in every position on the power play. Warrior kid's good, too. Jagger looked good. Won the game for them in a shootout the other night. And those guys aren't all the focus. There are a lot of good players on both sides. So it should be a fun game tonight. This is the Rod Peterson Show. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Hour 2 of the show. This is the segment that we affectionately call the second half kickoff. As we've uh, we finally figured it out, Oops. Yeah. <laughs> as to how the flow goes here. Last hour, we had the general manager of the Saskatchewan Rattlers pro basketball team, Barry Rollick, along with his head coach, Chad Jacobson. That was great. Coming up this hour, Caleb Dahlgren, survivor of the Humboldt Broncos crash, coming up on the three-year anniversary of the most horrible day in Saskatchewan history. Caleb's got a book about it. And I can't wait to talk to him. I can't wait to see him again, to be honest with you. Um, I got I glanced down here, and rock star of the day just came up on my sheet here, Rockstar Supply Chain Solutions. I just want to say that Ron Duguay was our rock star of the day, and he might be the rock star of the year. The New York Rangers, great. I saw a Calgary radio host refer to us as dinosaurs. Did you see that tweet? Yeah. No. Dinosaurs, because we love... Rough and tough Canadian hockey players. If that makes me a dinosaur, call me a T-Rex. Sorry, not sorry. But Rockstar Supply Chain Solutions specialize in improving your company's performance and bottom line through supply chain management services. We ended our one on the Eddie Lack abuse he's facing, the Ethan Bear abuse that he's facing for different reasons. I don't know enough about this story. I've been busy enough. Eddie Lack faced some bullying because of his stutter. Was it on Arizona radio? Or Eddie's probably on the radio in a lot of places. He's been on this show multiple times. And somebody teased him about his stutter to the point that he's not considering never going on the air again. And with Ethan Bear with the Oilers, he didn't have a great game the other night. I watched it. But now people are poking at him for the fact that he's First Nations. And my point is you're never going to change those people. Jeff Kabilis, watching in Winnipeg, says, I'd go over to that idiot's house and smash his window. Where did it go? Smash his There. You don't have to listen to Eddie. LOL. But yes, absolutely stupid how people can be. Now, there's another way to do it. I was, you know what I'm going to say. I was in hockey school as a young teen, was being bullied and... I had to walk over and drill the guy right in the face and smack his head against the wall. Blood came out of his nose. And I was 13. Can we do that? I can't. If you find them. I can't tell you to do it. You can't tell me not to. I can't tell <laughs> no, you No, no, I'm not saying that's... You either get to ignore it... But yes. ...or handle it yourself. But you are not going to change people. One of our viewers, Donna Berger, says yeah. something about controlling itself. 
or you can only control yourself. And that's, that's it. That's why I'm so happy right now. I've realized what I can't and can't control. Um, and on that, Randolph Zora says, Clark, you missed the ding. I said you people, but it was a pretty serious. Yeah, you say it there. It was a pretty serious monologue I was in. It wasn't, I wasn't joking. Right. Uh, yeah, so that, why we call this the second half kickoff is we're not resetting the show. We're just going to keep rolling with where we were. So with that, those CEBL basketball guys, they've got some guys that played basketball internationally. They're from Canada and the United States, but they played internationally. But they have some European players too, as you know. Yep. And Chris Bird in Toronto's not letting it go, and he shouldn't. He's saying, why is the CFL being bashed for trying to do the same thing? And so he has written in and says, respectfully, I disagree with this take. I'm pretty sure Ambrosi looks at Canadian football fans as people who love good Canadian football. CFL 2.0 is not done yet, and it will continue to evolve. Look, looking for ways to improve the talent level should never be discouraged. I agree, but this is where, and it's not even flawed. What Ambrosi's trying to do is not flawed. But the guys they've brought over cannot play. Period. And they can play in the NBA, the NHL, the CEBL, the American Hockey League. That's the difference. The quality of football on this continent is eons higher than in Europe, period. And that's why it's not working. So, yeah, you can have developmental spots. But listen, when I go to these Ryder games and I see guys standing there holding their helmet all game because they can't get on the field, and in the... In the rare circumstance they do, they blow an assignment and somebody gets blown up or it's a six the other way. So then they never do see the field. Who, who is that helping? It's far too premature to bring the international players in and force them onto rosters. Right. Far too premature. But it doesn't mean CFL 2.0 is dead. It doesn't mean CFL 2.0 is a bad idea. It's very much... A generation thing. So you're starting this global movement. You're trying to build a global fan base. It's not necessarily a goal of filling our rosters with these international players. It's about building an international fan base. We hope players on the team will help create interest in these other markets. Mm. But look, at we start promoting it in Finland. So now the kids start playing football in Finland. And when they become adults, mm -hmm. the first time, maybe the second wave, that's when we'll start seeing players who can actually compete on CFL rosters. A whole generation of kids following the CFL, playing football, wanting to be in the league. That's the process of how long it will take. So it's just too premature to put them on the roster. I think we're 10, 15 years away from really expecting to be able to put international players on the roster. But keep going with trying to promote the league. Nelson Hakowicz writes in and says, uh, Thadrick Hansen was the only exception to the talent in Europe. Yes, he was a very good D lineman for the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. Sure, we're talking about one. But I have to say that the Canadian Football League has a whole lot of things to figure out and fast. And CFL 2.0 is just one of them. Monty. Yes, Monty writing in and says, get over it, Chris Bird. Please get over it. I almost spit my coffee out. <laughs> that was pretty good. Uh, and then the other thing, interesting how a lot of this does tie over. We're, we're going to get T-shirts that say get over it, right? Oh, we Aren't are. we? Oh, yeah. And how about that? But our poll question today for Capital Automall is, who do you support in this latest 
Twitter feud. Saying it again, TSN's Gord Miller, longtime friend of mine, is saying he'll never appear on Spit and Chicklets nor any other podcast or show affiliated with Barstool Sports because of their history with sexism, misogyny. I can't remember the other terms, but that's you're getting the idea. Or the middle. Who do you support? 55% say Gord Miller. 28% say they support Barstool. And 17% say the middle. And there's a lot of people responding to our poll saying, can't believe there's that many for Barstool. How's this even a question? What they did was wrong. And I wrote back and said, it's a free country, guys. And they're into this now with, why can't you see my point? There's only one side of this. See how it goes back? It's called a poll. That's why they... It's called a democracy, guys. These are also pro-Biden, pro-Trudeau, anti-Trump. Whoa, 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 what do you mean? How can you support Donald Trump? He's a jerk. He's a horrible person. And when the polls open, oh, wait, you're Canadian. You can't vote for him anyways. It's the whole point of back off from the ledge. Can you, you other people have a separate opinion from you, maybe directly opposite. Why can you not accept that? But I've accepted that you never will. And I'm happy. These people's day is ruined over the Barstool Sports Poll. Why are you allowing that to ruin your day? I, what? No, and it's, it's something that I like to think that I do really well, and maybe it makes, makes it tough for me to be on a sports talk show because... You know, it's hard for me to just say to hammer on one opinion and stick on one side. I try and keep a 360 degree view. Yeah. But that's exactly what it is. Look at. No, I tell you, the sun is the sun is shining. And you're on the other side of the world with a different point of view saying, no, it's dark. It, it, you know, there's a completely 360 degree view of everything. And you have a completely different viewpoint when you're on the other side and a completely well, different just, set of least, circumstances. At least look at the other side. And these Folks that we're in this disagreement with won't even do that. So we'll move on. Uh, Tony Wirtz, one of our viewers, says, if you produce T-shirts, get over it. I'll get a couple double XL shirts for sure. Can we get on that, guys? Who's the merchandising guy? It's you, right, Moose? I'm sending the text right now. Get over it. Monty says, can I have one? It's his saying, for God's sakes. Of course, Monty. We'll hand deliver it to you. Just don't ask for royalties. You want a free T-shirt? <laughs> Joe Lazito. He's watching on Long Island. He says, if an international player is good enough to play in the CFL or NFL, these leagues will know about it without any forced initiative requirements. Yes, it's called scouting. There's always the odd player that falls through the cracks, of course. But overall, no, if you're good enough, you will be seen. Some guy wrote in and says, Michael Quinn says, good morning, Rod. What is your thoughts on the Pats' new stadium? Get the Great Western Ultra thing ready, Clark, because I'm going to read that. He's asked about the Regina Pats, God's team, the world's oldest major junior hockey team. They don't start it yet. But Brandt, they've named the Brandt Center. They're, the, they're a huge company out of this city here. They've taken over ownership of the team. Now there's talk of them building arena and an arena. I think that they have the money to do it. I'm not sure that we're in a climate right now where if they're asking for any public money whatsoever, that the citizens of the city would support it. 
And to be honest with you, every time I walk into the Brand Center, the home of the Pats, that seats 6,484. We did it last night. I'll do it again tonight. My heart beats. It opened in 19... It races. I love the facility with everything that I have. It's fantastic. I still think it's the greatest facility in the league. So I don't think we need a new rink. However, the way I think is a lot differently than the way Sean Semple, the, uh, you know, what should I say? His dad started the company. He's now running the company, Sean Semple. My thinking is this. I learned it from my parents who are farmers. What you want and what you need are two different things. I've heard that a time or two. Well, you're a, a rural town. Saskatchewan oh, yeah. kid. Can I say that again? Somebody need to tweet it. What you want and what you need are two different things. So I guess if you're asking me what's my thoughts on a new hockey arena in this city, we don't need one. But I don't think Brandt agrees. They got the money they could build one with the dash and hit the money in the dash of his car. Okay, so I don't think we need a new rink. <clears throat> I love the one we have. All right, so what's this we're doing now? Ultra update? You let me know when it starts. They said I got 80 seconds, and it's kind of, it's just my commentary. Here we go. Meeting one goes to the Warriors in a wildly entertaining game Tuesday night in the Brand Center, which I had the good fortune of calling on Access Now TV. The Moose Jaw Warriors erased a 4-1 deficit and toppled the Regina Pats 5-4 in overtime. It truly, truly lived up to the billing, and it was more than just the latest installment of the Trans-Canada Clash. Of course, the biggest storyline was the Phenom versus Phenom battle between a pair of 15-year-old first-round picks, Regina's Connor Bedard and Moose Jaw's Braden Yager. In the tail of the tape, Bedard notched two assists while Jaeger had a goal and two assists. There were more glaring holes in the Pats game, and as one scout told me in the parking lot afterwards, Bedard came back to earth. And something was wrong with his skates. He fell 15 to 20 times. Yeah. And if you're going to keep a 20-year-old goaltender, he'd better not be just your best overage. He'd be better be one of the best players on your team. Pats goalie Roddy Ross has not been that. With adequate goaltending, the Pats would have at least one win. They could even be 3-0, and and yet they're 0-3. The Meadow Lake product in Philadelphia Flyers prospect has struggled in net, posting an 8.07 save percentage. I would not expect him to start tonight when the Pats face the similarly winless Swift Current Broncos at 8 p.m. in the Brand Center. Again, we'll have the broadcast on Access Now TV. Please find it. Mic drop. <laughs> Well, that's done. brought to you by Great Western and Original 16 to fit your active lifestyle. Superior taste with only 80 calories and 2.5% alcohol. Taste without compromise. Well done. Say what? Who is? <laughs> Scott Hanbury from uh, Great Western writes in. He says, Original 16 Ultra Update. Love it. 80 calories and only 2.5% alcohol. Did he not know this was coming down the pipe? 80 seconds, 80 calories. Ah. Uh, you picked a great day to watch, Scott. <laughs> uh, from Jennifer Illingworth, she says, 100% Roddy, goaltending needs some attention. I talked to both the Seattle Thunderbirds and the Philadelphia Flyers this morning. They both, uh, Seattle brought up Roddy Ross in the dub and Philadelphia is bringing him into their program. They said, what we're seeing is not the real Roddy Ross. I'm saying, I know what I saw, but they're saying he, he'll come around. So we'll see. 
Listen, we got Caleb Dahlgren on deck, and I can't wait to chat with him. You're watching the RP Show on Game Plus TV Network, YouTube, and Facebook Live, and 24-hour sports talk for Suds Full Service Car Wash at rodpeterson.com. Listen live. Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. Podcast listeners, RP here to talk about Manscaped. Moose DuPont's with me as well. Moose, ask me about the Lawnmower 3.0. Rod, tell me about the Lawnmower. Okay, 3.0? The Lawnmower 3.0. Listen, I've had this thing for what now? A month, maybe five weeks. Guys, I'm telling you, we've been doing it wrong. I'm going to tell you a little bit more about it. And you're just like me. You've been using big clunky razors. You've been using extension cords. You've been awkwardly maneuvering yourself over the toilet bowl or the sink. How about a battery-operated, small, handheld, with a headlight? So you see where you're going. Oh, my god! To sort of get those nooks and crannies. You know what I'm saying? No chafing. <laughs> well, I'm getting to that. But I'm telling you, it gets to the nicks and crannies that your regular facial shaver or a, a clipper doesn't get to. This guy, this guy the manscaped Lawnmower 3.0 is specifically designed for men. Okay, a lot of thought went into this. Don't just willy nilly, you willy. <laughs> Manscaped Lawnmower 3.0. Any other questions? I got to try it. I'm sold. I still haven't tried it. All I've been able to do is listen to your testimonial. Okay, so right now, you guys, you can get 20% off and free shipping with the code FANSIDED20. All one word, FANSIDED20 at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com. And use promo code FANSIDED20. Oh, yeah. He's back. Time for more of the Rod Peterson Show. All right, welcome back, everybody. Canada's daytime sports talk show continues. I see a lot of comments coming in here about CFL, XFL talks. So hang on. In about 15, 20 minutes' time, we'll devote the rest of the show to that. There's just a lot of things going on. And this guy, Caleb Dahlgren, is a guy that I've been looking forward to having on the show for some time. His new book just... Caleb, did it just hit the stores yesterday? Crossroad? Yeah, just came out yesterday. Okay, so here's the story. Crossroad, my story of tragedy and resilience as a Humboldt Bronco. In the cover, he's standing in the intersection where the crash happened. Caleb, man, it's been a while since I've seen you. You've you've lost weight. You've lost the baby fat. What's going on, man? You training harder or what? Uh, Yeah, I can say so. Uh, Just have an airdyne bike in my house, so I've been riding that bad boy for a while. I want to stay in shape during COVID, maybe have a beach bod sometime this summer. (laughs) (laughs) Right. (laughs) Caleb, uh, former Humboldt Bronco and Notre Dame Hound, and uh, I think the last time I actually laid eyes on you was a rush game. You were one of the featured, remember that, ambassador for the game? And your yeah. uh, netminder, Mr. Wasserman. A lot's happened since then, Caleb. Like this book, let's just start with it. How difficult was it to write? It was, yeah, it was super difficult to write, not going to lie. There's a lot of points in there that were super tough. And like, obviously talking about tragedy is never easy. And there's also lots of stuff in there that isn't about the tragedy, too. That was hard, like. It was in my personal trainer at a young age and was among my teammates too. And then uh, having my dad almost die too and living with type 1 diabetes. So there's some touching subjects in there that uh, definitely was difficult to talk about. And it was super emotional. I, I think chapter 
16 was by far the hardest. And it's the tribute chapter to the ones that aren't here from the crash. And that was difficult. Like I, I struggled with that one. I spent a tremendous amount of time writing that chapter and I wanted it to be as close as perfect as it could be, but there's no way it ever would be perfect because those people in that chapter that I mentioned only captioned, capture just a small, small segment of their life. And uh, there's no way to describe them in one little chapter, or one little couple paragraphs. So I tried my best and uh, it was a healing process though too. In the end, uh, writing this actually helped me heal. And I feel so much better about myself afterwards and just feel more full and uh, grateful for life. So, Well, and that's the thing. I mean, I don't know, know you, but we've met and uh, I know that you're a good person. And I, But the, the one question that was on my mind this morning thinking about doing this interview was why write the book was this your was it your idea were you approached how did it come about yeah so actually i ended up starting to do speaking engagements in i'd say 2019 i guess uh i tried to do one and i actually told a story about my life and it was kind of like going through how i was diagnosed diabetes and uh then it kind of led into like how i almost lost my dad and then i also went to the crash part and how i responded to that afterwards and so after that first speech, a person came up to me and was like, hey, you should be writing a book. And I laughed it off. It's like, no way, I don't want to write a book. It's not, no, like, that's, it's ridiculous. So as I continued on doing a couple more of these, I didn't really do too much. But as I continued doing more, I just kept on people saying that I should be writing a book, I should be writing a book. And so my agent was getting this feedback too. And I was like, well, this is weird. Like, <laughs> why, why do people think I should be writing a book? And I've had people message me saying like, hey, I really think you should be writing a book. And what really hit me was the impact that I was having on people on these speaking engagements. Uh, one person said, like, you literally changed my life. Like, I think I was going to, like, you saved my life kind of thing. I don't want to go into detail what they told me otherwise, but it technically said, like, if it wasn't for me, they wouldn't be here. And that was when it really hit me, the gravity of my story and the impact it can have on people. And so the opportunity actually kind of presented itself. I didn't go out looking for it. And uh, that was, I was actually had a hard time even debating on writing it. I was still pretty against it, not gonna lie. Um, but I started talking to some friends and family and just hearing their support. I only wanted to write a book that was gonna help others. And that was the whole idea. I just wanna help people. And I know it gives me fuel and it fuels my soul, honestly, to help others. So um, for that process, it was hard and talked to lots of people. Haley Wickenheiser is another one I talked to. And I just asked her, like, hey, what do you think about this? Like, what are your thoughts? She said, I think you could really help people. And so I'm able to donate a portion of the proceeds. So I did that. I'm donating a portion of the proceeds to Stars Air Ambulance. And uh, they help save lives on April 6, 2018. And they also save lives every day. I think there's nothing more powerful than a second chance of life. I'm also able to create some conversation with that book too, because I talk about a lot of stuff that a lot of people don't really discuss. I hope that it opens up some minds to just talk about with their family and friends, but also to change some perspectives too through... Uh, the crossroads in their life and how they can move forward from it. Holy smoke, Caleb. Well, I knew you were a good person. Now I think you're an even smarter person than I thought you were before. Good for you. And great answer, by the way, because I figured you wouldn't want to write a book about this. I, I get it. And I, no. So thanks for explaining how it came around. Roxanne Theros, mm -hmm. by the way, writing from uh, Rockstar Supply Chain Solutions. She says, so great to hear from Caleb. My book is scheduled to arrive on Friday. Now, you're just telling your story. Like, are you surprised that it's affected people the way that it has when you do these speaking engagements? It has. Like, I was didn't know what to expect. And there was a high demand for, uh, like, for someone to speak or not even someone, but just for me to speak. I had people reach out and say, I want to hear your story. I want to hear more about you. 
And so I did the first one and I was shaking the whole time. I didn't know what to say. I had the papers in my hand. I was, I was really shaking as I was doing it. And I had done some talk engagements before with type 1 diabetes. I was a big advocate for Juvenile, Juvenile Diabetes Research Foundation. I was with Notre Dame. I became an ambassador there. And now I'm a national ambassador with GDRF. So I had that experience a bit of dealing with a bit, a bit of media and a bit of speaking, but nothing crazy. So after that, it really hit me like how much of an impact it was. And uh, it really kind of made me look back and reflect on what I could do to this world and the impact that I could have on people's lives. And so with this, hopefully it does have an impact, but uh, if it only touches one person's soul and it makes them change their perspective or think differently on life, then I've achieved my goal. So at the end of the day, I just want to help others. And I, I truly believe that uh, doing through this process has even helped me more than it'll help other people too. So I'm just going to uh, say, plus, plus you heal too, right? So from some of our viewers, from Jennifer Illingworth, she says, wow, the strength you have, Caleb. Congrats on the book. From Wayne in Victoria, BC, Caleb is a very mature young man. And to have the fortitude to write a book about the tragedy is wonderful. Well, tragedy and trauma changes you, you can go one of two ways. And you can see the way that Caleb's going. He's getting stronger out of it. Or you can let it define your life and never recover. So I'm proud of you that way, Caleb, for a million reasons. Now, last I heard, you were playing at York. You still playing? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm still there. I haven't played an actual game, though. But I practice and work with the team. I'm taking over a recruiting role, too. So I have that little bit of a coach's side. It's weird. I'm like in the middleman. So like I'm with the players, I hang with the players, but I also have the coaching aspect where I help like run uh, personal training sessions and practices, shooting on the goalies, uh, and also the recruiting aspect. So I'm like in the middle, but it's really nice because I can say what the players are feeling, the coaches, and they they can't get mad at me because I'm not even playing. They can't sit <laughs> me. But then I also can say to the coaches are saying to the players and say, hey, like we need to pick it up, like let's go, and I can still be a leader for the team. So it's it's a really cool situation to be in. And uh, I really am enjoying my time as a lion. Uh-oh, uh-oh. Sounds like you've got, you're hooked. Are you going to be working in hockey forever or what? <laughs> I would love to, actually. It'd be really cool. But I want to go into chiropractic school. I have uh, applied to Canadian Memorial Chiropractic College in uh, Toronto here. And uh, just hope that I get in. I just really think chiropractic is my passion and my dream. I've, I've loved it since I was 13. I have a uh, Sherman's disease, which is, which is curvature of your spine. So it looks like I have a hunchback. Kind of like Lucic in a sense, yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, you know, like Lucic. But uh, for me, <laughs> I just really changed my life. It's been life changing, and it's a passion I have of helping others and health. And you combine the two together, and that's it for me. So that's my goal. I've never noticed that with you, but if you say it, I'll take your word for it. Uh, Jason in Red Deer is watching. He says, I lived in Humboldt back in 2000. I loved it there. Such a tight knit community, and hockey is big there. <laughs> It's so big. Mm -hmm. So naturally, I've become enthralled in the Broncos story. Glad to see and hear how you're doing, Caleb. Uh, from Mark Zosel, he's in Malford. He says, I can't wait to buy this book. Stay strong, uh, Caleb. You know, I will, Can I Thank just you. say this? I think you should be a chiropractor and coach on the side. You'll make way That's more money. As, That's what you're going to do? Okay. Yeah. Good for yeah, you. I want to like coach I said. my kids. I want to be like the cool dad on the ice, not the hard-o dad, just the cool dad. Not, not, not the, the psycho dad. <laughs> Yeah, no, no, no. Just the one that's cool, likes to have fun. Like, let's have some fun, kids. Yeah, that's, that's me. I want to be that guy. Okay, good for you. Well, if you want to, you will. Do you get back to Humboldt much? Do you plan to go back to Humboldt much? What does the thought of going back to Humboldt bring up in you? 
Yeah. So in the book, actually, when I was in the hospital, that was my main goal was just to get out and go back to Humboldt. I wanted to help the community heal from this. And I wanted to be a part of the community because I felt like a humble citizen when I was there. And I still feel like a humble citizen. So I try to go back as much as I can. Um, I was able to go back lots the summer of the tragedy. And then recently I haven't been able to because of COVID. And then also when I was in Toronto, it was hard to get back. So I'd go in the summer and visit. Uh, and hopefully after this passes here, I can go back. Um, I'm immunocompromised, so I'm trying to be a little bit, a little bit serious and careful about where I'm going and what I'm doing. And I want to be safe and for other people too. And so hopefully I can go back. I actually visited my beloved family. Uh, it would have been a couple of weeks ago now. So it was really nice and a treat to talk with them and spend some time with them too. Uh, we went skiing at the EPA. So that was a treat. Hmm. The Elgar Peterson Arena, for those that don't know. Uh, remember that day the Rough Riders came and practiced and humbled? I remember you were there because you were signing a lot of autographs. Was that day a blur or what do you remember about that day? No, that day was a JDRF day. So it was the Juvenile Diabetes Research Foundation Walk for a Cure Day. And so that was a program that I volunteered with throughout the whole year. And uh, yeah, it was another event for Walking for a Cure and it was awesome. Yeah, the riders were there. That was a good time that day. It was cool to see and to meet all those people too. It was, uh, it was pretty cool. I think you signed more autographs than Chris Jones that day. If I recall, <laughs> I don't know about that. I don't know about that. It's, it's a weird situation though, because like it's, it's for the wrong reasons. And I, I wrote about this in this Players Tribune article that it feels weird being called famous because I don't want to be called famous because of the situation. I just mm -hmm. want to be a normal person. And I am a normal person with just an abnormal circumstance that happened to me. And so uh, if I yep. can try to make a positive change in this world and try to help some other people, then why not do that? Good for you. Well, you can't control how the public reacts, as you know, right? So you're just going with it. And so just with the book, it, HarperCollins has published it. Uh, did you just write it all yourself on your laptop? Did you have a little help with it? How did that go? Yeah, so I actually had a co-author and had turned to ghost authors. His book's coming out here in May. So he was told that I can't, I can't really say his name in any, any interviews, but he was professional <laughs> and absolutely amazing to work with. He's, uh, he's really helped out tremendously. And so we'd meet up every Sunday uh, for around four hours. We started in January, 2020. And every Sunday for around four hours, we'd have an interview and just talk. And so we'd talk and talk and just like get to know the deep side of me and also to kind of reflect on my life and uh, the stories I wanted to tell and stories I didn't feel comfortable telling. And uh, then we transcribed the interviews to text and then we organized all the chapters together. And so he, he helped me organize a chapter and how to kind of process it. And then he would send me the chapter. I would edit it completely. I'd tear it apart, no offense, but uh, I wanted it like a certain way. And uh, we finally started like, to get the rhythm near the end. And so uh, he would send me a chapter, I'd edit it, and then I'd send it back to him. And then we'd hop on a Zoom call and discuss the chapter in deep and length. And uh, then we'd go back and then he'd send it to me again. I continue editing it. So it was a really collaborative process and uh, we had lots of great ideas and I'm really, really grateful I had put in all my heart into this because this is just one of the 29 stories from that day. It's not the Broncos book, it's, one, it's a Broncos book, um, but there's so much more inside of it than Broncos. And that's the part that I really love and I think is really special about this is that I'm able to talk about other things in life that happen too that other people can relate with. Well, I know that there's no easy way to write a book. I've written three. And for you, Caleb, I just want to say I'm proud of you. I know it's not easy to be you and um, proud of what you're doing and good luck. And if you ever need anything, we're here for you. And uh, yeah, all the successes in the world with this.
Amazing. Thank you so much for all your support. It really means the world. And thanks for letting me come on. It's, it's been a pleasure. Thanks, bud. Stay safe. Thank you. You too. Caleb Dahlgren joining us from the York Lions and former Humble Bronco. His book, Crossroad, is in stores now. It's a HarperCollins production. From some of our viewers, from Bill Lothian, well-spoken, Caleb. Great job in your book and life promo currently involved in You'll Do Well. From Mike Blackbird in Toronto, he says, The Humble Bronco. Glenn watching in Tallahassee, Florida. This kid has a bright future. Congrats. And Monty in Saskatoon says, Monty says, where can I get this book? Any bookstore in Saskatoon, Monty. McNally Robinson, Chapters. It's going to be everywhere. Corey DeTavio watching in Manitoba. Great job, brother. Humboldt Strong. A sports update before we break. The Blue Jays and Yankees meeting today in Dunedin, Florida for Grapefruit League play. Righty Thomas Hatch scheduled to start for Toronto. It's 0-0 in the top second. Jays 9-6-1 in spring training after yesterday's 13-3 thumping of the Phillies. Vladdy had four hits in the game, including a triple. Thatcher Demko and the Vancouver Canucks will try for back-to-back wins over the Ottawa Senators when they meet tonight at the CT Center. Demko stopped 44 shots in a 3-2 overtime, overtime win on Monday. Daryl Sutter is aiming to stay undefeated since taking over coaching duties with the Flames. Calgary hosts the Oilers tonight and the Flames 3-0 since the Jolly Rancher took over, including a 4-3 win over the Oilers on Monday. Raptors have slid out of a playoff spot and are on a five-game losing streak as they get set to face the Pistons tonight in Detroit. Pascal Siakam, Fred Van Vliet, Malachi Flynn, and Patrick McCaw were cleared to practice in Detroit yesterday after being sidelined for health and safety protocols for more than a week. Hey, we've got tremendous odds on the game with our official betting partner, Come On Canada. You can go to their website, comeon.com, or download the app. $5 wager, bet on the wraps, win 24 bucks. And the Saskatchewan Rattlers, member club of the Canadian Elite Basketball League, are excited to announce the signing of two-time CEBL first-team All-Star in 2020 Summer Series champion Travis Daniels to their roster. The veteran forward joins the Rattlers after spending the past two seasons with the champion Edmonton Stingers. This sports update for dubnetwork.ca, your number one source for Western Hockey League breaking news and analysis with the best team of writers across Western Canada and the Pacific Northwest. Visit today, dubnetwork.ca. And for Ben Cahoon's G2G Protein Bars, now with eight amazing flavors, including the new Almond Mocha, RP Show viewers get 20% off with the promo code RP Show. Order yours now at g2gbars.ca. And Monty's brought it up. Is it the Monty Show? Today it is. Love you, Monty. He talks about the Saskatoon Blades playing today, and they do. Might as well get into sports on tap right now for our friends at the Tap Drive-Thru Liquor Store and Brew House. National Hockey League, six games tonight. I just mentioned the key ones in Canada. Uh, Canada's team, the Vegas Golden Knights, are home to the San Jose Sharks. I mentioned the Blue Jays. I mentioned the Raptors. They are at Detroit tonight. But in the Western Hockey League, and you can watch this game on Access Now TV, it's the Regina Pats looking for their first win against the similarly winless Swift Current Broncos, 8 p.m. The 4 p.m. game in the WHL East Bubble is the Winnipeg Ice. 1-1 1-1 one one at the Saskatoon Blades, 2-0. 4 p.m. on Cool FM, Saskatoon. Dupes will join me next. We'll get into the CFL-XFL talk because you're all dying to talk about it.
So viewer takeover starts right after this. You're watching the RP Show on Game Plus TV, YouTube and Facebook Live, and 24-hour sports talk. For Suds Full Service Car Wash at rodpeterson.com, listen live. Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. Laid back and kicking it. Let's head back to the studio. Here's Rod. Whoa. We got caught visiting here in the break. Happened. These guys came out of their cage in the back and wanted to chat. When you like where you work and who you work with. They couldn't wait till the post-show meeting. And what, what the hell happened to you? I know. What do you think this is? Good life? This is, no, this is a halftime show, right? Costume change. The guy. Oh, yeah. We got Shakira over here. He, <laughs> literally, wor- he literally worked out in his office for the last... 25, it's not much of a workout now that I think about 25 it. Twenty-five minutes. You just said twenty-eight minutes on your thing. You burned five hundred calories. Yeah. Do you have a Bullflex Max in your I was office? Doing a hundred and I was doing push-ups and squats and the lab workout. Here we go. Jeff in Winnipeg says we need a Dupont brand update. I'll have run. you got the brand built yet? Uh, pretty close. The fabricators are just uh, putting the finishing touches on it. Then I'll have an update. I, I, I'm missing something here. Mike in Toronto says, oh, no, more denial that the CFL has done nothing wrong except for three teams. To what are you expecting, sir? To what are you expecting? Or what are you referring, sorry? Because as you said, the CFL is getting blamed for a lot right now. You're wondering if uh, there's too much heat towards them. Well, since I said it earlier, and I'll say it again, I said today's St. Patrick's Day. People are wondering what we're doing for it. We're doing nothing for it. I'm an alcoholic in recovery, okay? St. Patrick's Day used to be Grey Cup, Super Bowl, Christmas, Easter, everything. So now it's just another day. And if some guy said to me, well, why can't you celebrate it without alcohol? Because I don't want to. It's my choice, okay? You do you, I'll do me. But anyways, with that CFL thing and the owners, and here we are, and Somebody said, you don't actually think the CFL owners are that dumb that they're going to be played by the rock in this scenario? We have a little saying in 12-step meetings. Stick with me here. We're sitting there and say, my best thinking got me here. So what do you got for me? I'm willing to listen. The riders, or sorry, the CFL's best thinking has got them in this mess that they're in right now. Can I put it any better than that? Nope. And with regards to them playing or not playing, and I I said that we were going to delve into this CFL-XFL talk right now. I was on that wonderful XFL Mark podcast yesterday. It's going to be posted tomorrow. They just can't get their heads around the fact. They're like, TSN pays for the entire player salary cap? The entire payroll is paid? Then what's the problem? I said, would people stop asking me that question? Put it to the president's. And the owners, they spend more than they make. Always have. But now they're in a way worse situation than they've ever been in the pandemic, exposed it. So here's the other thing. They're getting, well, revenues, like they have a lot of sponsors, right? Yes, sponsors are predicated on games. Television rights, ticket sales, luxury suites, sideline ads, radio broadcast. Radio and TV broad. None of that's happening. They have no revenue. So they can't play without getting some money. And they can't get money without playing. And that's the juxtaposition that they're in right now. 
So I'm talking to two guys in America, XFL guys that are just like, wait, we can't get our mind around this. I'm like, welcome to the Canadian Football League. Yeah, it's true. And the moment you take responsibility and accountability for the situation you're in, that's step one to getting out of it. No matter what, we all want to blame something else for our problems. When things aren't working, it's their fault. It's not our fault. It's their fault. Well, you're in this situation. Yeah, but a hurricane took out my house. That's not my fault. Yeah, you chose to live on the coast. Once you start realizing that, you know, you're in control of your life, then you can get out of it. And the same in business, right? You're in this position. You can blame other people for being in this position, but you're in the position. Because of your own best thinking. And there can be all kinds of unfortunate circumstances that, you know, maybe you can't control, but you're still in the position. So accept that you're there. Accept that, you know, what you've done has got you there and you need to do something different to get out of it. And that applies to anything. And once you can get your mind in that frame and once you can wrap your head around that and have that mindset, then you're going to be able to get out of it. The CFL has to accept they're in this position and stop the blame game. But you're in this position for how you've acted. Now you need to find a different way to get out of it. And until they do that. They'll never get out of it. Nothing. They'll never get out of it. So Nelson Hakowicz writes in, come on, Nelson, you're better than this. Our VP of Sim Events says, Ontario Sports Minister Lisa McLeod is open to a Canadian bubble of the CFL return to play. That means we're just an Alberta approval from having a majority. Nelson, that is so last July. They could have played in a bubble last year. The WHL's doing it, the NHL's doing it, the CEBL's doing it, the Curling Canada's doing it. The CFL can't afford to do it. They don't want to. They don't want to. Stop dreaming. Stop dreaming, you guys. You know what those XFL guys tweeted yesterday after? They said, by the way, we're learning that whenever Rod Peterson tells it like it is, people get really mad. I don't know. The phrase peeing on your head and telling you that it's raining? Do you like that? I'm going to read an email here. This is, this is, you got to listen and listen right to the end. I watch your show now that TELUS has added Game Plus to my feed and I enjoy the hockey talk. I was going to respond a few days ago regarding your reference that nobody had the nickname Mouse, but I'm not on social media, so I suppressed the urge. (laughs) Then today, I enjoyed the Dale Durkach appearance. As the longtime vice president of public relations for the Edmonton Oilers, it always rankled me that small stature players like Dale were not generally afforded the opportunity to play in the NHL. But when you started referencing his nickname, Rat, I was motivated to contact you. As a true blue WHLer, you must remember Mark Morrison of the Victoria Cougars. He was very much like Durkach in terms of size and skills, and his nickname was... Mouse. And of course, the only real rat in hockey also won a Stanley Cup in Edmonton. Love the rants. Cheers. Bill Tuelli, VP, Public Relations, Edmonton Oilers, 1980-2004. to This guy is a stud. And I told him, I remember you, Bill, from my dad's 26 years with the Dallas Stars, Minnesota North Stars, and those wonderful battles between the Oilers and Stars. I was around the arena. Bill Tuelli was the man. As a matter of fact, I think they have an award named after him, the Bill Tuelli Public Relations Award of the National Hockey League. Wow. The man. 
And he's watching, and he loves the hockey talk, and he loves the rants. So at least one person does, as I told him. That's cool. So we'll be back with more viewer takeover, okay? You're watching the RP Show on Game Plus TV, YouTube and Facebook Live, and listen live for 20, uh, for, sorry, for Suds Full Service Car Wash at rodpeterson.com. Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. You got something to say? You want to add to this show? What are you waiting for? Don't just sit there. Say something. Now, back to the studio with Rod. Thank you uh, very much, big voice guy. How about that? Rick Regan. Haven't heard from him for a while. I know. He's very active on Facebook, though. Good. Just haven't talked to him. So regarding the bubble thing, Chris Pollock writes in regarding that the Ontario health minister, or sorry, sport minister, She'd be okay with a CFL bubble. He says, who pays for that? NHL bubble for two months was $90 million, and that was without player salaries as it was playoffs. Both bubbles would be around 800 to 850 players and personnel. I repeat, I cannot see a scenario where the CFL plays without at least 50% spectators. You really need to follow Naylor's Twitter, okay? If you don't like or trust me, Follow Naylor, because he has said it. They won't play without fans. So to talk about playing in a bubble for the CFL and get everybody excited, come on. You just They want it so bad, right? That's what it is. I mean, the fans want it. I, the players want it. I don't blame them. It's not realistic. Why don't we all jump on a cruise ship and sail around the world and play football on the cruise ship? Let's do that. That's about as realistic as playing in a CFL bubble. It's like as a matter of fact, I'd rather do the cruise ship thing. It's like my little cousin. I coach hockey. He's six. And every time after hockey, are you going to come over after? No, sorry, Jackson. I got to go do this. I got to go back to the office. So after you're coming? <laughs> no, I've got some plans. I'm in a busy day. Exactly. So you could just skip it, right? So romantic about what he wants that all the obstacles are just not even there, right? Wayne in Victoria, B.C., thank God for the Rod Peter. Thank God for Rod Peterson on TV. I don't know how I'd have gotten through the pandemic without your show to entertain me. LOL. Well, incidentally, we replayed 4 p.m. Eastern, just so you know. That's four hours a day. If it helps. No charge. From Greg Clevgard. In Rod, we trust on the new $5 bill. No, that needs to be Wayne Gretzky. Jay in Vancouver watching. He says, follow David Naylor, folks. I'm telling you, man. I respect Nails immensely. He's not going to lie to you either. He's been predicting a, a merger here. He's been teasing it. He's been saying they won't play without fans. So, yeah. Oh, look at this. Few things. Oh, Mike Blackbird in Toronto. CFL. Cruise Football League. From James Thrice, Rod's idea a month ago about the CFL playing the 2021 season down in the States would have worked great. So, of course, they probably didn't consider it. As you said, they don't, a lot of them don't even want to play. They don't want to. Uh, Metal Shingle Guy on the Prairie Mobile text line. Yep, the CFL needs the XFL more. The government won't give them money. Redbird could buy the country. In the end, the Rock's going to end up owning the whole thing. Not Canada. The CFL. From Brady, Prairie and Willow text line. Get ready for this. 
Hey, Rod, the Pats can't seem to win to save their lives. Massive choking hazard. Zip it. Don't talk about God's team that way. He says, Russell Wilson will not be traded. Raptors will not win tonight if they're without their starting lineup. Habs play today. Cole Caulfield will be one hell of a player. He's one of the best players in the world, juniors. Yeah, Habs are at the Jets tonight. I don't want to face off with you anymore. I'm I'm tired of being adversarial. Why don't you face off with Brady? (laughs) You and Brady are going to face off. What are we going to take? Russell Wilson. He says Russell Wilson will not be traded. Clearly, he thinks ever. The face-off is for the ultimate fans on Moose Jaw and the Mad Greek restaurant. You think Russell Wilson's got to go? I think he's got to go. He should absolutely be traded, and here's why. Look, you just lost your number one corner in Shaquille Griffith. You've got dissension right now, and these rumors don't come out of thin air. And this talk of trades doesn't happen just out of nothing. So if you've got that, why not go full rebuild? Look at the Rams are good. The 49ers are getting better. The division's really good, right? The Cardinals. Oh, yeah. It's a good division. So take your chances. Start rebuilding. The Bears are reportedly offering you three first-round picks and two starters. Take it. Those types of deals don't come around that often for a player who's not happy. So I, I think Russell Wilson should be traded. Send him to Chicago and start the rebuild and accelerate the rebuild in Seattle. The Bears are who we thought they were. God, that's so good. Yeah, that's <laughs> so good. But they'd be good with Russ. The face-off is brought to you by the Ultimate Fan Zone, your one-stop shop for the sports fans on your list. Visit the Man Cave downtown Moose Jaw or on Facebook. And the Mad Greek Restaurant in Moose Jaw, available for licensed dining, takeout, or delivery. Head to themadgreekeatery.com for more information. And I thank all the people that head to the Mad Greek. They're asking for the Rod Peterson Show special. There isn't one. But if enough people ask, maybe they'll start one. Maybe it's just a massive pile of those saucy ribs. That, oh, my oh, God. It's so good. I the, love it. It's so good best. when it touches your lips. It's so good. Yeah. Uh, Greg Clevgard says, who wins between the Pats and the Broncos tonight? The team that scores the most goals. Old. No charge. Uh, Adam Schultz, one of the viewers, he's from the Moncton Wildcats podcast. He wanted to point out that the uh, bet with Come On is for first-time users only. Yes, yeah, so sign up. If, you, if you've been waiting to sign up, easy money. <laughs> People are getting kooky. We need to get off the air. Mike Blackbird says uh, Wilson is going to sign with the CFL-XFL merger and play for the Seattle Dragons. As my mom would say, wouldn't that be a trick? Okay, people are getting goody. Go enjoy your St. Patrick's Day, okay? We will see you tomorrow with Stu Grimson and the Silver Fox, Kelly Rempel. Big shout-out today, and thank you to Barry Rollick, Chad Jacobson, and Caleb Dahlgren for our entire crew. We'll see you tonight from the Dome at 8 p.m. on Access Now and tomorrow at noon Eastern right here on Game Plus. Jordan has the bladder of a camel. For more Rod Peterson on demand, visit rodpeterson.com. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call. 
Click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.